All right, best hour of their day is back. Fern and I are on our road trip, and we're here to discuss each box that we've went to, and we're going to take them in chronological order. It seems like it was many weeks or months ago, but it was, in fact, only yesterday that we were at CrossFit Invoke. This is kind of like between two J's instead of between two. It could be two ferns, but you're not a fern. If you want, I can be like, Fern, how do you manage to be so fit but so unathletic looking? It's a good question. I think it's just genetics. <laughs> well, if you, you know the show. It's a great show. Zach Galifianakis is hysterical. But let's, let's break down the box. So what we wanted to do is give a little bit of a behind the scenes of maybe what we thought about the box itself, the presentation, you know, the coaching that went down the six criteria, talk a little bit about the pro- programming, the workout. What was your first, you know, reaction when we walked into Cross and Invoke? Well, my fr- honestly, my first reaction is, is a little bit of empathy. So like a lot of, and here's why, right? We've been to five boxes in two days and at least four of them, there was somebody there, either the coach or one of the athletes that I did their level one. And I, having owned an affiliate for 10 years, I, I, I know how nerve wracking it is to have another coach come into your facility and you just feel judgment. Like we're not there to judge people obviously, but like- well, We kind of are. We kind of are, yeah, yeah. But, but you know you know what I mean? Like I've, I have empathy for that. Like I get it that they might throw people off their game. So I am not, I'm not like casting full judgment on them. Like this is how they normally act. They're, you know, they're probably doing things, you know, like the level two. People do weird stuff when, you're, when they get nervous. I, I think that's a good point. And in fact, I mean, we're gonna talk about each box that we've been to over the you know, coming weeks, but really all of them have been quite welcoming and like you said, really cast their ego aside. Because it would have been very easy, especially when we talk about Invoke, Ryan had no idea that we were coming. Yeah. You know, and we did a good job preparing ourselves. We had a, a girl, Sydney, helping us get ready. She definitely did her due diligence. So clearly there was a miscommunication. Yeah. And, and he was just like, he rolled with it. He was cool. I, so the first thing was like he was super welcoming when we came in, which I think is always an indication of the gym in general. But the other thing I think he, it didn't seem that he changed anything about the way that he would coach a class, at least not from what I could tell. And I've seen a lot of people coach classes, but once he started going, then I think it was a little bit of, he kind of got into his rhythm. So I thought it was good. So let, let's talk about each, each class and each workout. So at CrossFit Invoke, and you might have to fill me in a little bit, but We'll talk about the warm up, the workout itself. We did a front squat. Oh yeah, we did our. We worked up to a heavy set of three with two seconds pause. Pause at the bottom, and then we went into a metcon where they had a sport and a fitness option. You did the sport, which was. It was a muscle. It was uh, what was it? Twelve minutes. Twelve minute AMRAP. Twelve for minutes. It one. was muscle up, thruster row. And mine was pull up, thruster row, and. What changed was you did a barbell thruster with 75. Correct. I did a single dumbbell thruster with 35. There was really no prescribed weight. And then, again, and we talked a bit, little bit about it on the show, but you did a 24-calorie row while I did a 400-meter row. Do you really think there was any difference there? No, which, which could, I mean, depending on how you look at it, like I don't know if they intended there to be any difference. Like, we, like you, were what, you were basically a half a round in front of me. Well, I meant even just on the row. Like, what was the purpose of you doing 24 calories versus... Oh, just the row? Probably not. We'd have to probably have to time that out. But I think both of them are probably... If you think about a 400-meter row, it's probably a minute 
20 to minute and a half, like yeah. depending on where you're Same at. Same with the 24. And then 24s, uh, you know, most people like, even in fight going back, to get 20 calories in 50 seconds on the front end of that workout. So, you know, if you go to 24 or another, yeah, maybe a little bit shorter, uh, depending on where you're looking at. But So obviously Ryan's not here to defend himself, so we don't want to bash him. But let's, let's give some feedback. You know, if people watched it, let's give some feedback, some things we like, some things that we think he could have improved. And I think overall, like we've said, he did a great job. He did a great job. I mean, the warm-up was, warm was fantastic. I was, I was ready to squat when we got to the barbell. Absolutely. I mean, we got in on Sunday. That was the first class we took. It was 9 a.m. You know, we're sleeping at an Airbnb, Nate's Airbnb, and while very welcoming, you know, it's not your own bed. We didn't get a great night's sleep. We were up late. And you're like, okay, I got to not only wake up, but I got to get below parallel on a heavy set of three. And I think he did a phenomenal job getting us warm. Like you said, by the time we got there, I was like, I'm ready to squat. Yeah, and I, it's been cool for me. I always find it, the thing that I take away from most gyms now is I'm always trying to steal things from warm-ups because warm-ups is one of the big things from a coach that this monotony sets in really quickly. And it's, I find it hard to, to continuously be creative for warm-ups. Like, you feel like there's only so many things you can do for arms. But in five gyms, I've probably stolen no less than five things that are like just different movements and different types of warm-ups to add into my warm-up repertoire. So like, so what's one thing you might have grabbed from Ryan? I think um, there was a couple of the floor movements. I don't remember what they were. I wrote them down. I have to go back and look at them. But like, there's there's something in every warm-up that we've done so far. And I was like, hmm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that. And I like the fact that he led it. Mm -hmm. He was involved. You know, it could have been very easy, hey, let's write it on the board and go. But he was involved, he was talking to the people, and then by the time we got to the front squats, like we said, we were pretty warmed up, and, and he stuck with us. I think, if anything, he probably, you know, it's 9 a.m., could have been a little bit louder. Yeah. A little bit, little bit louder. Um, but there was only eight of us, I think, yes, in the class. So it wasn't group. a huge class, and the space isn't enormous. So, I mean, I thought it was appropriate. The one thing I think uh, it has been a common trend, so this is not just with Invoke or Ryan. I, I, all in all, I think the classes run really well. Is, is for the most part, people are doing a, a pretty good job teaching. But then when it comes to the coaching, I think, you know, and we'll talk a little bit about juice, but I think there's been one where the coaching aspect of it, of like seeing and correcting movement, you know, putting people in better positions, um, that is where, like a, like a lot of coaches, like that's not their bread and butter because they haven't probably either haven't been coaching long enough for that. Well, and not just that they haven't been coaching long, long enough, they don't have the time. I mean, the one other consistency amongst, It's his part-time gig. He's a pharmaceutical guy. Well, not, a, not just that yet, but you're right. But almost every box we've been to has crammed as much as they could into an hour. And that just doesn't lend itself to either teaching or correcting. And I'm not sure, but like of the one that we have been to out of five that did not do it, would be the one that we said had the most coaching. Absolutely. So I don't know if that's coincidence, but my, my guess is not. Um, well, then what comes first, right? So what comes first? Do you get to be a better coach? So you say, hey, I want more opportunity in a class, or do you program first in such a way that allows it and become a better coach? I mean, this is kind of a chicken and the egg. Chicken and chicken and the, what is it? Is it the chicken or the egg? I mean, I figure if we're talking about the how evolution works, we got a religious guy over egg. here. Nate's there job was, is there was an church. egg. There was an egg that probably had the chicken. Nate, Nate believes otherwise. Yeah, I'm I mean, listen, who knows? I don't know. Nate, That's do you more. believe the chicken or the egg? Oh, the chicken. There See, there we go. Nate, spontaneously Nate's behind the scenes. All right, but um, 
No, it was a good class. I and and given the amount of stuff that we did in the class, you know, we did the we did the heavy front squats, we did the warm up, we did the twelve minute AMRAP, and we did a little bit of a cool down at the end. I thought he did a very very good job at managing the time, because on my end, typically that feels rushed. None of that felt rushed to me. There was a there was a brief moment where I think he might have been felt time constrained when he was going through the muscle up and the pull up where it was probably maybe a little too brief, but I'm not going to fault him for that. I agree with you on that. I think that would have been the opportunity to teach. Correct. And he, in, from what I remember, it was like, hop up, give me 10 kip swings. All right, hop up, give me two reps of what you're going to do type of thing. Yeah. Where it could have been like, all right, let's go over the kip swing, Superman yep. hollow, et cetera. You know, that, that could have been, let me ask you this question. You complimented him on wearing a coach's sweatshirt, correct? Mm -hmm. However, and I don't want to make, you know, if Ryan's watching this, he had like sweats, a sweatshirt, and a wool hat on. Where is the balance of the professionalism of being a coach? I mean, it's and not... And I'm not knocking it. He looks comfortable it's, and warm. It's not a big box gym. And if you walk into my gym, like I'm going to be wearing a coach shirt and I'm going to be wearing sweatpants. And depending on what... Like we have heat in our gym, so I'm probably not wearing a beanie. But... They they had heat in there, but I mean, like it wasn't super like it wasn't hot. So I, I mean, it's it's a gym. So I'm if you're wearing a coach uniform, if you will, I don't think you need to be wearing a polo. I'm far more concerned with how you conduct yourself as a professional because I think there's a lot of leeway with your attire in a CrossFit environment. I, it would almost look weird if I walked into a CrossFit gym and you were wearing a polo and slacks. Like I'd be like, well, this is not what I'm looking for. Do you think that's the direction it's going to go? I, I think there's, I think there's middle ground there. I think where you can look professional, where you know you're not wearing, I don't know what that is, but I, I think it's like nice coaches shirts and like things that you, eventually. What I think would be really nice is if all of your coaches are always wearing branded coaches shirts or branded attire, whether it's sweatpants or hats, stuff like that, where they step on the floor. Like everything that they wear represents your brand. I agree. I think going to the polo shirts, which I actually tried for a brief period of time, and the coaches rebelled. They hated it. And, you know, then I think what's nice is, hey, whether you wear a CrossFit Rife or whatever box you're at, as long as it's a shirt yeah. that has the logo, it doesn't even have to say coach. Even better if it's an actual coach's shirt. But... Like anything, I don't well, think... I think... I think at some point, like, that needs to be mandatory. Maybe not for you personally at your box, like, today. But I think at some point, if you're going to make that transition, we're going to make this an uber-professional-run facility, it needs to say coach or staff or something on it so that when somebody walks in the door, they're easily identified, and, and at least the person who's walking your door who probably has anxiety has some direction about who to talk to. Like, you're That's clearly the person who I need to speak with or a person who works at this facility. So I think it, there does need to be some distinguishing mark that says, I work here. And don't make your coaches pay for their coaches. No, no, buy it for them. Yeah, but some boxes do that. Like, hey, we'll give you one, that, but that, I coach that, five that falls, days a week. That, that falls in the same bucket of I'm going to make you coach classes to work off your membership. Like, that's garbage. Don't do that. All right, so so let's wrap up CrossFit and Vogue. Is there anything else you would say about it? No, I thought it was a great class. The cool down at the end was really good. There was a lot of banter there at the end, which I think is nice. And if you 
having that at the end was was a good community piece that I was a big fan of. Like we were joking around. That's where we learned quite a few things about the different members. We learned there was multiple students in there. That um, there was a doctor in there. She's a pediatrician. There's a couple, um, there's a couple moms. Couple moms in there. So that is where you know, and and considering that we got all of that information, but we didn't get it till the end. But we got it is what is important. And I think you know, you and I enjoy that banter with strangers, if you will. But that's something any coach should be doing. If you don't know that, I mean, we found that out on our first day. Yeah. And we would have went back the next day and said to Colleen, mm-hmm. you know, how was this? Or to the doctor, how was your day? That's the kind of stuff you need to be doing if you want your members to stay forever. Yeah. Well, shout out to CrossFit and Vogue. Shout out to Ryan. Thanks again for having us. And we look forward to going back. Yeah. And we, we appreciate you letting us drop into CrossFit in Vogue. All right, guys, back, best hour of their day. We're on the box tour, doing a little bit of a recap between two J's. Between two J's. Between two J's. Talking about, um, so we already talked about CrossFit Invoke, we're gonna talk about CrossFit 12th State. So what was your first impression of that gym? Clean. Super clean. That was my very first impression. We pulled up and it was like a standalone box. It, It reminded me of what was probably like an old like Goodyear or auto type place. I would agree, it did have a that, I bet that's what it was. And it had open windows in the front, which mm-hmm. was probably like the lobby where you go pay and maybe yeah. they have tires. And then the gym aspect had lots of garage doors, so it yep. makes sense, like you can pull through the cars. Mm-hmm. But it was clean, you know, everything and was And when we orderly. say it was clean, it was clean. Like that place is one of the cleanest gyms I've ever been to. Yeah, they clearly, whether it's themselves or pay someone, they keep every aspect of a clean. They have a cleaning service that comes in five times a week. I asked Hannah about it. There you go. Because I was like, this place is clean. Yeah, and it was, secondly, super friendly. I think this day and age, you're getting a lot of boxes that always have some sort of ambassador or front desk person just saying hi. And oftentimes it's the owner, a coach, you know, someone that's coaching a later class. But if I would have walked in there as a new person, through the lobby and not saw someone, it would have been very intimidating to have to go through the next door mm-hmm. to get into the gym, especially if class had started. Yeah, so Hannah, who is one of the owners, her and her, her husband, husband um, Cliff, own the gym, and she was sitting at the front desk. She immediately greeted both of us, and obviously super welcoming, but that's, a, that's an incredible first impression for any gym. And I know a lot of people struggle to wrap their head around having somebody who's there full-time, and admittedly, like, we're at 10 years and we just did that about seven months ago where I brought somebody in. I have somebody in the facility who's there all day from start to finish, no matter what day it is. And that's a lot. And like if I, looking back on it, I think I would have tried to figure out how to make that happen much, much sooner. Yeah, because whether it's that first welcoming face or if somebody walks in, this is like the worst, somebody walks in while the coach is coaching you don't want to lose that potential member, but you're going to immediately be distracted. So maybe you either jot that person's name down, try to remember to call them later, or you sacrifice your coaching of the class to sign them up. Uh, so maybe you're not there. You need to figure out a scenario to solve that problem. And So what we did at our gym before we had that, what most gyms have a TV because they use Wattify or some other check-in platform that they do. So it's generally run off of a Chrome box or an Asus or something like that. So just pull up a tab and if you don't have a contact us landing page or form on your website, first of all, fix that. 
But basically, I, we always have that page pulled up behind the Wattify screens. So it's just a quick click in the event that somebody walked in and like no other staff happened to be there. We'll just grab that person and say, hey, listen, I can't, I can't talk to you right now. I'm coaching a class, but what you can do is fill this form out. It'll take 10 seconds. We'll call you back very, very quickly and we'll answer all the questions and we can set up a time to come in for you to sit down. So if you don't have the ability to have a staff member take that role for you, there's still ways to be able to capture that information so you can follow up with that person and bring them back in and have that discussion. So And then make sure you follow up with them quickly. Quickly. Like you need to call them or text them immediately like Absolutely. upon getting that form. So outside of that, what I thought was the gym was spacious and again, it was a lot going on in the hour. There was a clean complex and then a clean and jerk imam. Correct. And then we also had the Metcon at the end. Mm -hmm. So there was a lot of moving parts going on in that one hour. So we did two clean complex. Well, they were they weren't separate. They were in the same kind of. Oh, that's right. We alternated. Yeah, we alternated, right? So there were there was two clean different clean complexes in there, but in the same kind of piece of the workout. And then we went to double under, pull up, snatch. Yeah. So and think about that. We're teaching. <laughs> you think you're teaching the clean. You're teaching the jerk. You're teaching the snatch double under and pull up all in the same workout. But like we lot. talked about, was there a lot of teaching? I think there was a fair amount of teaching that I don't, there, you know, again, like, and this is common. So this is not us picking on any one particular coach. Like in general, the coaching is what you see the least of. Yeah. We, what we've picked up so far on the tours, there's a lot of shuttling mm -hmm. from evolution to evolution, but not so much what we've discussed that one workout a day, and we're going to teach and coach you for 20 minutes before getting there. Now, one thing that we did point out yesterday that was done really well was the staggering of the imams. So that way the coach can see half the group start at the zero, mm -hmm. the other half start 30 seconds in and just get more eyes on. Yeah, so we had roughly 10 people in our class. So what Kendall did was she basically offset by, I think, 30 to 60 seconds. And that way she only had five athletes to look at every 30 to 60 seconds. And in that EMOM, you have a little bit more time to interact there. So from a coaching standpoint, that's really smart. And if you saw the class after ours, which I think was the 5.30 or maybe it was the 5, it was significantly larger. So they probably had almost 20 people in that class. So she already having that plan in place, had she coached the next class, would have only had to look at 10 versus 20 because I don't care how good you are, that's tough. Yeah, and whether you have 10 or two, you might as well do that because it gives you the opportunity to look at everybody. Yeah. Right? Even if you have two people, I'm going to watch, I get to watch every single set that you do. Yeah, and so I, from a group management standpoint, I thought I thought that was very, very well done. I, yeah, I thought that was excellent. And I, and I thought, you know, again, it was a lot in one hour, but it never felt rushed. Mm -hmm. And in both classes at Invoke and then also at 12th State, we had about five minutes to stretch at the end. Yep. Which is key because, A, I like to stretch a little bit, and, and I left feeling better than if it was like, all right, good job, especially that Metcon, mm -hmm. heart rate's up, double unders, chest to bar, and then just to kick us out. Yeah, and that's where I got to chat a little bit with Wanda and that, you know, get to meet people, you know, and she had started a different gym and moved here about a year ago. She's been there for a year. But, again, I think it's – I think there should be – 
some very intentional emphasis put on that cooldown at the end to start building that camaraderie within. That's how you have a community. If you have an hour long and it's jam packed and everybody just gets shuttled through and there's no opportunity for people to interact with each other, it's really hard to create relationships. Because in that class, I don't. I was joking with them afterwards. They have what they call. Um, Maroon Mondays, yeah, like which is three of them. Yeah, so it's just for the three thirty class, and it's like a secret group that they have. And I don't, oh, is and that what it was? I didn't pick up on that. That it was a secret group. It's a secret group that they started like a year ago, and and so I didn't realize it until they said it when I was in the little locker room area afterwards, and I realized that they were all wearing maroon, and I was like, oh, I was like, this is cool. This is really cool. And and you know, if you're if you're coaching, and you take your one hour timeline, I think it's basically at this point mandatory five minutes in the front five minutes at the end whiteboard brief cool down you have 50 minutes for 50 a class. minute class you need to accept that and and that whiteboard brief is invaluable as is that cool down yeah i think one thing we should point out about 12th state that was really cool after we got to hang out with cliff who is the owner of the box mm -hmm. along with hannah and he's a former regional athlete mm -hmm. and he, he now takes the 5 a.m class multiple times every week and while he's probably not quite as fit as he was when he was at the regionals. I bet he's still pretty fit. He's still very fit, but more importantly, it's great for the community. And it's, it's great to see someone as fit as he is realize the importance of doing class. I think that unless you have a coach or a staff member who is legit a contender for a sanctional spot, that it should be mandatory that they work out in the classes. And if not, they should be doing the same programming. For instance, we, I don't always work out with the class. I try to as often as possible, but if I'm not, I'm doing that day's workout or one that we're trying to test in programming. I'm not doing something else. Yeah, and I would even say, even if you're a sanctional level athlete at this day and age, you're trying to crack the top 20 in the open, you could still do a Metcon. Yes. Like do your own additional stuff, but then hop into a couple of Metcons a week. And what we have found I mean, after two days of training multiple times, we don't want to work out. But as soon as you get to class and you get that vibe going and the community aspect, it's fun again. And I don't think we should overlook the fact that people want that inspiration. Again, if we're talking about educate, inspire, entertain, that inspiration is key. And those good athletes are inspiring to those people who are just starting their journey or who are just trying to get that muscle up or trying to snatch for the first time. like they need to have that kind of carrot dangled out in front of them. And those good athletes are that because that's the way it was back in the day. Everybody worked out together. And I think that's the way it should still be. That is CrossFit. It's CrossFit. Well, 12th state doing a great job with that. Thanks, Hannah. Thanks Cliff for having us. Thanks Kendall for coaching. Any last minute? No, I thought it was great. You guys are doing whatever you guys are doing. Keep doing it. I was very impressed with the facility with the coaching staff. Uh, again, I'm going to steal some things from your, from your gym. Keep your box clean. The third stop on day one of our road trip was called Hayes Barton CrossFit. And I think Hayes Barton is, correct me if we're wrong, Nate, but like this area of town. Yeah, so yeah. it's in Nate's, five points though, correct? Five, yeah. Five but points. it was like, yeah, it was right on the corner of like five different areas or what? Like, it's like a big intersection of like, five, yeah. But it was really cool because it, it was like being like an old main street. Like every town has a main street. Yeah. And it was like, going into Main Street and having, like, back in the day, it was probably, like, you know, she told us it was a bar or whatnot, but it was, like, a barber shop or that, and now it's a CrossFit box, so it was pretty cool. And you, you maybe you can't tell the size of the room that we're in right now, but the box was literally this size. 
I mean, it wasn't this size. It was double. It was, it was not much this. more than double. So I asked. You said I asked, a thousand. I asked Kat, and I said I, I was swagging, and I said about a thousand. It was probably closer to eight. I to would 900. say. I would tell you it was smaller because my first box was eight hundred a racquetball court, and it was smaller than a rack, not including the the back space, but the usable floor space was probably. 700. It was tight, but it was a it cool was it was small. a cool spot, a storefront in like an historical area of Raleigh, so it, they probably get a lot of traffic going by there. So it, it was it had a cool little vibe to it. Even though you walk in and it's not it's nothing you look at and it's like it's, you know, this overwhelming box like, you know, one of these like going to CrossFit Reebok 1 or something like that where it's extravagant, but it's it's like it had a really cool homey vibe to it which is the same vibe that we got from all the people in the facility yeah and as you saw in the video i mean three kind of power racks and two bikes two rowers that mm -hmm. was really all of the equipment on the floor yep everything else they had a little like closet area in the back and i think you can argue like was that if that were your space is that the equipment you would have had i mean you can be a little bit more creative these days because of some of the space saving accoutrements that rogue makes so like maybe the foldable squat racks you can have in there to get a little Good bit point. of floor space back there but or even a half rig on the wall yeah coming off of the wall and still get those squat i mean it's going to take about the same size but this way you have a little more pull-up bars i shouldn't even think about that so they probably only had three pull-up bars yeah in the squat rack which means you have to have some creative programming which i think she did yesterday she did and we talked about that and, and i think I think she's going to be well served as she evolves because she's having to navigate those waters now and she's not one of these people that op opens with 4,000 square feet and, and has the luxury of being sloppy or, you know, overzealous with the programming. Yeah, and let's talk pros and cons and we don't want to, you know, none of this is bashing. Every box has been welcoming. Every box has been fun. But I would say about Hayes Barton, at least on that first day, you really felt the community vibe. They were, it was awesome. She started off with a question of the day. I loved it, and it was a tough question. It was a tough question. It was, uh, what's your, what was it? Guilty you... Pleasure TV show. Right, and yours was? Love Island. Well, no, 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 his wasn't no, Love Liam's Island. No, was, Liam's was Love Island. Yeah, mine was uh, Impractical Jokers. Mine and was, was Working Moms. Working Moms. I don't know if that's a Guilty Pleasure. I think that's a pretty popular show. I mean, I consider me wasting time watching Netflix a guilty pleasure. All right. Well, you've had cartoons on most of the time we've been here. Those, it just makes me feel at home because I have two kids. <laughs> so so I, I, I love the question of the day. She was super friendly. And then, you know, let's talk a little bit about Rachel. Rachel was one of her members, came in clearly having had a bad day. So let's talk about the scenario. So she came in probably 25 minutes late. No, was she that late? It was Yeah, yeah because we was it that? because we were almost done with the squat portion of that. Yeah, second time we had to squat yesterday, yeah. by the way. Um, constantly varied people. Listen, we didn't die. It'll be it'll be Yeah, fun. you but you're right. I know I mean I knew she was late. I didn't think it was 25 minutes, but yeah, in retrospect. It definitely for the most part would exceed the point where a lot of coaches would say it's fine, hop in. But I think she, I think Kat made a good decision there. Well, she clearly had to think about a couple of things. It was the last class of the day, mm -hmm. right? The next class was a yoga class, which clearly maybe Rachel doesn't like and not necessarily what she was looking for in that moment. But yeah, it was just, it wasn't even a debate. I kind of saw it happen and I just immediately was like, cool. Like I would have let her hop in as well. But I, I think a lot of coaches wouldn't. And I think that's really what, best hour of their day is like hey i i realize obviously it's the best 30 minutes of her day at that point yeah but 
I realize, you know, you're a paying member, you're late. I'm not questioning why you're late, but welcome. You shouldn't, particularly because she was adept enough to figure out that, that Rachel needed that. Like she needed to be there and do something for the day. So that was a good decision from a coaching standpoint. And she was able to let her hop in for the last, what was that, a, a 10 minute? Or it was like she wanted it to be 10 to 12 minutes or whatever the, that little yeah. AMRAP piece was, was at the end. No reason not to let her hop in. And, and in fairness, it was a pretty basic workout that didn't require a ton of warming up. Jump squats, sit-ups, and then ground overhead with a plate, which, right. again, not a lot of complex things going on yeah there. and even if you did no warm-up by the time you got to the weightlifting, which was the plate ground over, you're ready to go you're pretty warmed up and i would tell everyone watching rachel left in a better mood i would agree mostly because of me yeah because you stopped talking to her <laughs> <laughs> no i like to pick up i can tell when people are having a bad day as can you and it's like you just want to let them you know whether it's vent give them a hug yeah kind of like I, I tend to go with like, hey, I'm going to be a nuisance to you, but it's distracting you from your bad day. It was borderline nuisance. It was borderline, yeah. <laughs> Being a little bit of a nuisance. So yeah. let's talk though. Let's talk about the programming. There's a lot going on in an hour. Yeah, a lot. And and again, like there's some things she has to think about in her gym. Like you you just can't program like like you probably normally would in a in a traditional gym because it's not a traditional gym. It's very, very small, limited equipment. Again, two rowers, two bikes. So if you, and they cap their classes at eight because of the space. And I would tell you you're not putting eight barbells on the floor at Hayes Barton. Yeah, I would guess most workouts there turn into either partner or interval style. Yeah, some sort of station work. Because you're absolutely right. There's no way you're getting I'd say Six would have been tight. Six would have been dangerous. Barbell, yeah. especially depending on what the other movements are. Yeah. And then, like you pointed out, there was only three spots for pull-ups. So that means, and I think you can get people very fit that way. Personally, I love team workouts and I love interval workouts. You know, if, if we would have taken a workout, even something simple like Grace, 30 clean and jerks, you know, that can either be two heats. Mm -hmm. It can be, hey, today's Grace is sets of five unbroken, but you're still gonna get to 30, so I'm doing six sets of five. Or you can do Fran, but it's, I go 21, you go 21. You can, you know, you can really do anything you want there, especially, like you said, she capped it at eight, so she, she she's aware of it. Yeah, but I thought the classes run well. She clearly cares about the community. You know, she covered with, because there's only three squat racks, it's easy for her to get around and work with everybody. So th that is the plus of having a, a smaller community, a smaller gym. You can be a little bit more intimate with your coaching. And I think the other, the other positive to that is a little less drama and a little less like feeling like you always have something to do. If you, there's a, there's a pro. If I were gonna open another box, like maybe I would go small, cap classes at six to eight, you know, so you only have 50 or 60 members maybe charge a little bit more, but you know everyone, you coach all the classes, so you're eliminating some overhead, you're you know, eliminating some drama by having a, a limited number of people. There's lots of things you can do, and, and I think there's nothing wrong with, with running it that way. Yeah, and she seemed happy, and she purchased the gym from the previous owner, so she's working through some of that and all of the, the, the learning curve that comes along with purchasing a, a business that you probably don't know much about as a lot of people do they're just like i like crossfit and i'm going to purchase this and all of a sudden you're thrust into the world of 
you know, business ownership, which has its ups and downs. So, yeah, I mean, I, I have, again, a lot of empathy for what she's doing. And of all the boxes we went to on day one of the trip, she had the best music. She did. She had a lot of like 80s. 80s. I, I heard some, um, obviously, Bon Jovi we heard. We heard AC, a little. ACDC. ACDC. I think there was some Beastie Boys at one point, some Journey. I'm pretty sure there was some White Snake in there. Oh, there was definitely White Snake. Here I go again. Yeah. Uh, so, and you know what? I think you, you made a point yesterday in the, in the video. You know, not everything might be in the video, but the ground overhead with the plate. Yeah, I mean, just simple. Simple, 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 simple is all I would say. Yeah, and I mean, I know that, you know, Jason Kalipa of NC Fit programs that all the time for, for their programming. And by the way, that got hard. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'll go 50 unbroken. And <laughs> I got to like 25, and I was like, I need to put this down for a minute. Yeah, I think I did 25, and then I think I did 13 and 12. Yeah, it, it gets challenging, especially... You can cheat that movement and not open your hips because it is light. But if you really emphasize squeezing your butt, but it's weird tall, to do it though. It's not even beneficial to not open your hips. True, that's true. Kind of like a kettlebell swing. True, but I just I, point is, you can still coach the, you know, major points of performance of the clean, even though you're using a plate, and then you're saving yourself a ton of space with the barbell. Yeah, I think the other thing that's cool about that is that like. I think we all forget that it doesn't have to be complex to be effective. Like if we think about the things that went down in that workout. So there was a weighted sit-up where we throw the medicine ball. First time I've ever done that, by the way, against a wall like that. I was, yeah, I was afraid of what kind of wall that was. But so again, not complex. Right. Right. Doesn't require a ton of like, let's say you're not a seasoned coach and you're just worried about like coaching all of these things. Like these things don't require a ton of coaching. Yes, we can coach everything, but we have to acknowledge some things require less coaching than others. Uh, basically a jump squat. Which I liked. That was the first time I had done that movement is also. We did the ground overhead, and then the other one the ever three, the, in the three minutes was the plate step-ups on the hands. So it's a static hold in a plank position where I'm just moving my hands from the floor onto a plate that's between my hands. So you're just kind of changing planes there with your hands. But a great way to start baby-stepping people into things like maybe walking on their hands or just creating some shoulder stability. And doing 20 reps of that, also not easy. And we've been doing this a long time. And again, it doesn't have to be complex to be effective. Like I was good after that workout. Like that was hard enough. I was, I was set after whatever that was, seven to nine minutes. And then good news, you still got to do a minute of burpees after. Yep, which I'm pretty sure I beat you in, even though you said you did 25. I did. Tw I, I have was, shorter distance. I was definitely moving faster than you. You though. might have been moving faster, but I was moving less. It doesn't matter. Science. Maybe. Um, but yeah, but I, I, the big thing I, I really dug about that gym was it's a unique space, you know, because it has that, like an old, you know, speakeasy feel to it because it's in that, in that historic district. Super, super tight community. And everybody there was really, really easygoing. Like they were very welcoming to us. Like we did a ton of joking around before we did, before the class even started. Well, I think that was one of the benefits we found from that small class, meaning just number of people, but then also like there's nowhere to hide. And she said that too. She brought that up. She said from a coaching standpoint, from an interaction standpoint, like you can't get away there, which yeah. is cool. That was probably the only box where we left knowing everyone's name and a little more about everybody, yeah. which I really liked. Yeah, because uh, who is it? Jonathan? John Blaze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even know his last name. I didn't get his last name, but that was a good job. But, you know, he was telling us before, like he lost 40 some odd pounds yeah. know, in the past year. So. so, really cool. Thanks for having us at Hayes Barton and great music. There's a new order upon us. 
that, that was, I don't know where to go with that, but yeah, I like it. New Order CrossFit is what I'm talking about. I got it. About. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Was, so we showed I thought up. I was going to be slightly more creative, but I should know better at this point. We showed up at New Order CrossFit and they were not expecting us. They were not. There was a little dis- um, a miscommunication there. However, and again, I, it wasn't on our end. Sydney, shout out. Great job organizing this and it trip. It doesn't really matter that like she rolled with it. I was impressed. Pinda. Pinda. Pinda was her name. Peanut uh, in Dutch. Peanut in Dutch. I what was her real name? Victoria. Mar- oh man. Look at like an elephant over here. There you go. Um I, I I was highly impressed by her because I find most people, but especially women, getting thrust onto a camera, they're not happy about it. She didn't get phased. I I felt for like minute on the front end of that like when we walked in and we kind of introduced ourselves there was like about 60 to 90 seconds of uneasiness and then i think she just was like okay it'll be fine all right fair enough but i mean not you know a lot of women might have been like i gotta put makeup on or i got i'm not wearing what i would want to wear so i mean a she didn't care about that which is you know really cool but then also like we discussed about other boxes she was about to get filmed coaching yeah and she was just like, yeah, I'm ready. So, so let's talk about a New Order CrossFit. Man, day two of our road trip, we both woke up this morning sore. Sore is an understatement. I feel like a train wreck. Yeah, like we have bits of rhabdo in different parts <laughs> of our body. Like we're tired. Our body's tired. We're, you know, like we've said before, we're sleeping in strange places. We're eating out of, you know, Whole Foods mostly. Uh, we had some chicken and waffles today. Cool gym though, so it's in this shopping center, like a, a nicer shopping center, but yeah. a massive amount of open window storefront. Super bright. Well, I mean, all like the entire gym is is floor to ceiling windows open to the to the public to look at. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, very welcoming, and I think you know. Again, I think I felt Pinda was a great coach in the sense that immediately she connected, mm-hmm. like. She was one of those people where you feel like, hey, I've known this woman for a, a long time. Yeah, it was, it was a joy for me to watch her scold you for an hour. <laughs> she did. You know, but, but it's important. Like, she got my sense of humor, I got yeah. hers, and we were good. She did the same to you. But let, let's talk a little bit about the class. You know, it was programmed to have 45 minutes of work. Cor- uh, correct. Just yeah. in, the, in the programming itself. Yeah. So, not... In, talking about anything else in that one hour there was a 30 minute piece which was the wad which you could have finished in under 30 but it wasn't happening i mean no one will finish that workout today for three rounds probably i mean listen i mean we're not the fittest people on earth so it's it is doable but i would tell you is you really have to be pushing the pace to to finish three rounds in 30 minutes a fit person can probably average under 10 minutes on those but they would be trucking to do that Typically, I look at that, and if somebody who's pretty fit, if you're off pace in round one, I typically don't feel that time domain is correct. Yeah, right. You know, that so. you would have had to be like eight or nine minutes on that first round to get to nine or ten minutes on round two and yeah. hang on to round three. So it was a lot before that. But I do want to, so there was no barbell. So we did have two pieces. So there's kind of the skill piece on the front end, which is some wall walks and some ring rows. 
but there was no barbell, which I was incredibly happy to see this morning. So it was, it was just straight up monostructural and a little bit of gymnastics with a burpee box jump over. And that's a staple at our gym. And I believe they use comp train. Yeah, they said. And I believe that's a Ben Bergeron staple too, which is at least once a week, no weightlifting. Well, and I thought, I thought two things about that. I thought one, if you are going to program so 45 minutes of the hour is moving, you're keeping it simple, right? Because the Metcon had, what, biking, rowing, running, and then burpee box jump. Yep. So everything can be taught. Everything could be coached. But you if, could even skip out if you really, like, you could not teach any of that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah. while you could, I can it's doable. I'm teach not saying you should hours do that, on like, the bike alone, as could you, or rowing or running, but you also could get away with none. Correct. And then the wall walk and the ring row wall again don't require a ton of teaching, but they could. You know, it's, it's less likely someone's going to hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. It really becomes, hey, you're either doing wall walks or here's your scaled option. That is typically what we would describe in our gym as like a moving day, where this yes. is kind of just a mindless 30 minutes of just moving. Nothing requires an incredible amount of my attention mentally. I don't have to allocate a ton of concentration to anything. I just have to move continuously until this clock stops but, going. You know, the other thing I wanted to really praise about that was I think more boxes can learn from that and that you don't necessarily need to do weightlifting or a barbell to get stronger and fitter. No. I mean, we did 30 wall walks by the end. That's going to leave us hurting tomorrow. So we had 15 minutes to do 30 wall walks and then 40 ring rows with a two-second pause. Neither one of us finished in the, in the 15 minutes. I think we both got 20. Of the ring row of the ring rows. Yeah, I got thirty. I got thirty. I don't know if you got thirty, but but the 30, 30 wall walks is a lot. If that would have been the whole thing, that would have been fine. Not just the workout, but I mean fifteen minutes, try to get thirty wall walks. Yeah, I would have been totally fine with that. I mean, yeah, we, we can debate if that was the best programming. For that 15 minutes. I mean, what's good programming? Again, it's like, how do we facilitate it, all of those things? like. And it's varied, because I've never done 30 consecutive wall walks. I don't think I have either, actually. So, I mean, is it is it a bad thing? No. Is Was it the most ideal way to maximize intensity or, or finish that workout? Because if it was 30 and 40 breakup as needed, we both would have finished. In fairness, I don't think that was a workout. I think that was intended just, just to be some kind like kind of accessory work maybe, but on the front end when typically would put people would put stuff like that on the back end to try to start developing some skills or some strength and positions that they don't have. So again, we don't have like the, the crystal ball behind like what the method is behind their programming. So I don't, it's not fair to, to judge anybody on one day of programming. So um, it was just, it was hard. That's all I'll say. Like it was hard. 30 wall walks into 40 ring rows with two minute pause in the pull portion at the top, not the bottom, is hard. And then we went from there into the, the Metcon. Yeah, and one thing I took from today, and you, I think you and I discussed it after, is that's why you join a box, because neither one of us wanted to work out today. We certainly didn't want to do either of those two pieces of the workout, but I think you would agree, both of us, about round two of that Metcon actually started to feel good. I felt much better, and I full disclosure, I begrudgingly did those 30 wall walks. Like, at no point did I want to do even one of them. Right, but even then, you get moving, it's fun banter amongst, you know, and that, that was a great workout where no one's going crazy, the clock's running, but no one's trying to win. 
So you are talking. You're talking to you know your neighbor. We're mm -hmm. talking to each other. The coach is coming around, and there's nothing wrong with that. But then you know the 30 minute piece by the end, I felt good. That that, and I think it's a, it's one of those time domains that you typically don't see in a lot of gyms these days because they're doing multiple parts. And I think that's a I think that's a little bit of a mistake because think about a lot of the things that your members are doing outside of the gym. People are doing tough mutters or you know the Spartan races or, or, or any number of things. Marathons. That are, or marathons or just any number of things that are going to exceed 15 minutes. So if we never kind of touch those timing domains, we're probably doing a little bit of, of disservice. So I, I, I always kind of smile inside when I see a gym programming something that falls on the longer end on programming. And what's Pat Sherwood's quote? Live your life in couplets and triplets. Go heavy once a week. Go long occasionally. And I think a lot of boxes err on that, like go heavy more often and mm -hmm. don't go long. Correct. And it's I don't want to go long, but I, I think that there's certainly a lot of positives to that. And one thing we didn't talk about, though, was how much equipment they had to allow us to be able to do that. Because everyone had their own bike and rower. Mm -hmm. And a, well, there was probably eight people in the class. There was about eight, and I'm sure they have busier classes. They had extras. But they, they probably had, what? Maybe had 10, I was maybe say, 10 of each. Yeah, I, I think they had more rowers and bikes, but still a good amount. Mm -hmm. So, you know, one thing you could have done if that were too busy is maybe half the class starts on the row, half yeah, the class them. starts on the yep. bike. Um, or know, start them at different points. Right? Yeah, like just, just have them flow through the workout the same order, but have somebody start at a different point. Right, because by the time they get off the, they're not the bike, each the, other. the next person's running. So you had lots of different options there. But I, I, again, I thought it was a extremely fun class for what it was. And, and I think you know that comes down to the presence and attitude of a coach. You're, while there wasn't a ton of coaching per se, she kept and engaged and, and she kept it And that's a tough one, and I don't even fault her for that because that is a typical workout where even I can find myself sometimes struggling to coach mid-workout in workouts like that because they're not, there's nothing complex going on. Again, it's like how, like how much do we want to dig in on somebody's posture on the rowing? Probably a lot, but it's sometimes you can just tell they're like, that person doesn't want me to talk to them because this they're in minute 27 of a 30-minute AMRAP and they're just kind of like, and, yeah, and while she didn't correct the movement per se, she was a very good cheerleader. And that was a good day to be a cheerleader. Like, yeah, because that's a mental grind day. Yeah, every time I went out the door for the run, it was, you know, good job. Or when I would come back, you know, get right to the boxes. Even during the wall walks, like, she was, you know, busting balls a little bit. Mm. But in a fun way that kept me actually wanting to yeah. do it. So yeah. I, I had a good time today in, in that. And it was... Uh, you know, a, a well-executed hour. She went a couple minutes over, but... 45 it, minutes of work, that's hard not to do. Yeah, you know? and, you know, and I will say, in fairness, we didn't help. You didn't help. I didn't help. Yeah, I'm compliant. You're not. But fun class, and I, I, thought, I thought it was really obvious of why people should join a box. You know, you try yeah. to work out in your garage, you try to work out in a global gym, cool, maybe you've got some, you know, accountability, you got a buddy, but going to the box gets you to work out. You yeah. know, all these, you know, and we could talk a little bit about it. They have a second box that has an OPEX gym, mm -hmm. and, and we didn't really get too deep into it, but I would imagine their CrossFit is more successful. Great programming is important. You know, if, if you want to make it to the next level, you need good programming. Maybe you need individualized, but it's only good if you actually do it. And so many people get individualized programming that they 
half-ass or skip or skip pieces of it because they're not working out with their buddy. Well, I also think there's there's a conversation to be had. Okay, so programming is great, but what are we doing to coach those athletes? Meaning, like, how am I coaching them into better positions over time? Is there a plan to fix their their squat posture or their overhead position? That those are the things that really matter. Like, I can dose you up with, you know, with good programming and air quotes if as long as I want to. But at some point, if we're not getting better positions if we're not working on things like pacing and we're not working on high skill movements and developing capacity in high skill movements or more load and simply having a program doesn't allow an athlete to do that like i can give you a bunch of spreadsheets and that's not going to make you a better athlete i need to be involved in the development in in that person as an athlete so yeah great programming is good but again pat barber said this many many times he's like listen oh Great po- programming can't is not a whole. It doesn't have a whole lot of worth with a coach who can't facilitate it, you know. But I can take a great coach, give them shitty programming, and they're going to make it very, very effective. Yeah, and not to bash that guy, there was a guy there training on his own, and I mean he was doing some moderate weight deadlifts, and I was watching. He didn't stand up all the way once. You know, and, and maybe that was in the program. I don't know. I don't think the programming called for you know partial range of motion deadlifts. You know, and I, and, I, and again, not bashing because he was fitter than I am. The dude He's was fit. the dude He's was fit. cranking. But that's a great example of you know you're working out on your own. He wasn't trying to cheat. He wasn't trying to short the range of motion. But if no one's there to say, hey, you squeeze up. your butt, stand up, get your shoulders back, might not happen. Then you go to a competition or life demands you to stand all the way up, and all of a sudden you can't. Okay, that was a little you'll be extreme. able to stand up. Yeah, that was fine. a little extreme, but you get the point. Anyway, thanks, New Order, order yeah, CrossFit. Yeah. I was going to say New World Order, like New the world NWO. Order. Oh, yeah. But thanks, New Order CrossFit, for having us. We appreciate you, Pinda. Sorry if Fern distracted you. Box number five on the first, the inaugural road trip. The inaugural road trip. Are we going to do this again? Once a quarter. Once a quarter. Putting it out on the internet, so now it has to happen. All right, where are we going to? Actually, if you're watching this, tell us where we should go. Don't just tell us to come to your box. Yeah, and it needs to be somewhere where there's a high concentration of gyms so that we can do something like what we're doing in Raleigh, which is getting to 10, maybe 11 gyms in four days. Yeah, a lot of training, but more importantly, you know, we have a central, we have a hub here at the head house. That's right. Uh, highly recommend this Airbnb. Check them out. I'm going to give them three stars as of now. Only only because... They wouldn't cook us breakfast. They wouldn't cook us. <laughs> there was no breakfast included. But anyway, today on our second box, we went to... CrossFit TTG, which is trained to go. Trained to go. Yeah, I saw it on the wall there. Yeah. They had trust the process also. And I was like, TTP... Nope. There's a mistake not, somewhere. Not a, yeah, <laughs> yeah. A spelling error. But um, I was not pumped to see the workout just because I'm feeling like a bag of hammered dog crap. But yeah, I was upset. It was a snatch complex. Me. However, so that is my. That's I didn't want to see that workout not because I don't think it was a good workout because of, of how I feel. I was happy to see just a heavy lifting day. Yeah, and again, we've said this numerous times. We're not knocking. We're not praising. Everybody has been super welcoming. We're grateful. Great programming, Juice. Yes, Juice. Listen. Not well Jews. Done. Juice. He wasn't Jewish, I don't think. No, no, you're Juice. I'm Juice. Yeah, he's Juice. <laughs> he's Juice. Yeah. That was his name. Juice. Yeah, that I was don't know name. if that was a nickname. I'm pretty sure it's a nickname. 
You can't name somebody Juice? I didn't say you could, I'm just saying. We went to Pinda this morning. But that's her nickname. All right. Yeah. Anyway, Juice was... He was great. First of all, crazy strong. He hit a snatch <laughs> complex at 280-something. Juice falls in the not weak bucket. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. snatched 282 for a complex. His snatch into an overhead squat. And he did 275 for a three... Or I think he did something close to 275 for a three-position snatch. Yeah, I did 115. You're weak. No, 125. Um, but... Let's talk about it. The programming itself, first box that we went to, and while it wasn't a classic heavy day, you know, there was really two different EMOMs happening. It was similar movements, Mm -hmm. so he was able to, it was the first box we went to where there was actually teaching that happened right beforehand with the PVC, and not Mm -hmm. the first box, but probably the one that spent the most time with it. Mm Mm-hmm. And really walked around giving some good coaching. Like, what were some of the best things you saw from Juice? That was the thing that jumped out to me immediately. Was as you know, you weren't happy about going below parallel immediately, but you move like oh, trash. Yeah. So, so we can talk about that. Yeah. Juice kind of said, "Hey, welcome to class. <laughs> Grab some PVC. We're gonna do a snatch. Snatch. Go." And I was like, "Oh, I need to do something now, before." In his defense, there. you're doing the PVC pipe, and, uh, and to some degree, like there is there is large argument that like that's not necessarily wrong. Like, no, it's you a PVC, should be able to do it's that. It's a PVC pipe. And and he, you should be able to get up out of bed in the middle of the night and snatch PVC. Yeah, what makes it hurt is if that's your fifth training session in two days and yeah. then your body hurts. So, uh, no, what I was super pumped because anytime somebody breaks out PVCs, I get a little intrigued. How are we going to do this? And then he was, what I thought he did really well, again, group management. He called all the reps. He was holding people in positions. He was making corrections on athletes. And I thought it was really, really, I was, I was pumped as a coach who coaches coaches to see that. And I don't think he did that because we were there. Because I don't think he knows who we are. <laughs> no, I don't think he gave a shit that we were there. I think he was uh, super cool. And in addition to that, once we actually started, he walked around to every athlete, including you and me, gave us coaching. Yep. And like held me to it. Like, some of the coaching he was giving me on the hang, hang, high hang was that I was bringing the bar too low, and it's like, who cares? But he was like, no, 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 hold there and go. And then he followed up with me on multiple reps, and I appreciated it. It actually, you know, we, we talk about it in the actual episode, but it made me drop the weight mm-hmm. and really focus on my form and technique, which I would not have done had he not done that. Yeah, and he came he came around and corrected me on a couple of things. We talked about like he he kind of addressed uh, my mindset. He could see I was like not really happy about what was going on because I was just feeling like crap and not and not moving really well. And we talked about that briefly. And it was just it was refreshing to see that that he was in tune with where I was at. And I didn't get a chance to talk to him because he coached the class immediately after that one. But I did want to find out what his background was because I, I have sneaking suspicion that it was athletics of some sort because um, he just looks like a brick shit house. Like, I mean, he's, he's, a, he's a stout man. Yeah, a very strong looking individual. And I think other things that he did well was there were clearly different skill levels. Mm-hmm. You know, we might have had the most skill, even if we weren't moving the most weight in that class, but there was like kind of middle of the road people, like mm-hmm. Justin you were talking to, who's taking his level one, his level two. Yep. But then there was also some women, you know, moving very light loads and, and, and new to it. Yeah, so and, Meredith, who was right behind me, she had come from like a traditional bodybuilding, where she was, she was comfortable with the basic compound of squat, pulling, pressing. 
but she admitted to me that she was very uncomfortable with the Olympic lifts, and I don't think she exceeded anything that looked like maybe 55 pounds, yeah. and I, that would have probably been on the high end. And I thought Juice did a good job because he addressed this during the brief, which was if if you don't feel comfortable with those movements, then maybe we just do a couple more reps and keep the weights light. And again, I also think that's a mark of a good coach, kind of giving those people an out who are not comfortable with it so they don't feel compelled to put more weight on the bar than they should, move like trash. And then this is where all of the bad things about CrossFit start to come up. You know? Well, and, and something we didn't address is, you know, yesterday especially, many of the boxes had different tracks. Mm -hmm. Today would have been an easy day to be like, all right, sport, you're doing snatches, fitness, you're rowing, right? Yeah. Or whatever the case is. And, and it, that wasn't the option. It was, hey, you're doing snatches. You might do more reps per EMOM since it's going to be a little easier for you, but you're still snatching. Yeah. And this goes back to we did our podcast on the snatch and everybody can and should snatch. It doesn't mean you should snatch heavy load. It doesn't even necessarily mean you should snatch below parallel and go into a full snatch. We should be able to do something that resembles a snatch so that we can talk about what kind of coordination, what kind of accuracy do you have, like what kind of positions do you can you get into. And again, we can do that with a PVC pipe. And I thought he had a really wide variety of athletes in that class. I mean, it was everything from like literally training bars to, you know, in the probably like mid hundreds in there for complexes. So, I mean, that's that's good stuff. Like I, that's the things that you really should see and should be doing in a CrossFit gym. And if, because if people can't do that, then we're robbing them of development. Yeah, without getting a broader brush overview of his programming, I like that he had the heavy day and then he still finished with a little bit of, you know, skill slash, what would you refer to that as? That's just more just like a, a grunt work almost. I think just like good old fashioned accessory work. So we were just doing front rack holds with kettlebells, and like I really dig that stuff because I like it too. because a what end up, what people end up doing was which is exactly what we ended up doing, which was doing a lot of bullshitting during that time with all other people. We paired up. We were pairing up and going back and forth. So what they what they had programmed at the end, kind of a cash out, was four rounds of one minute on, one minute off, front rack holds with kettlebells, hold the heaviest that you can hold. So it's easy to partner up or get into a group of three or four or even six if you wanted to and just kind of round robin something like that. And so we're working on midline stabilization while getting to interact with people and do, and that's where we had a lot of interaction with Juice too, just kind of joking around. And he was like correcting me on my crappy leaning back position because I overshot the weight on the on the static hold. Yeah, and while he was kind of like busting our balls a little bit, he was coaching. Like yeah. you went down in weight cuz he basically told you you were doing it wrong. Again, that's the mar that's a very subtle skill set which is like I'm going to I'm going to rib you a little bit to you for so you to get into a better position. And I, and I thought he did a good balance. I mean, I would I would argue, hey, that could have been a little better organized. But it is, it is one of those things where it doesn't it needs need to, to be. It doesn't need right. to be, right? Where that, you can let that kind of run amok and you can let that be what the members own and they do that on their own. Because he also said it wasn't mandatory. It's like, you can do this. He started a clock and he said, start whenever you want to. Which is, we, we do something very similar with the accessory work at our gym, which is do some of it, do all of it, do none of it. I don't particularly care. It's there for you. Yeah, and then especially when you're going to coach back-to-back -back classes, like he finished working out, coached, was going into his second class and you know he was throwing a little bit of food down and yep. and that's a good opportunity where it's like 
he's able to chill, and it's just the vibe you create. Yeah. Right. Like he was clearly on for the snatches, and and that was you know lower skill. You're just holding some weights. He can have his you know pineapple or whatever he was eating there. He was eating some fruit. Yeah. Which is while fine. still because like, he, he he's going to coach. He's, he was going to coach three back to back classes. That's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot. Keep that in mind if you own a boxer or your coach. It's probably one too many we've talked about that before i mean if it's your job i think it's i think you should be able to coach three back-to-back classes i think you can coach five classes in a day very easily if there's a break if there's a break yeah Yeah. in a day if there's a break three is kind of that upper limit but i think i think juice did a great job with us great great space yeah super wide open really really wide open and again storefront um, and what I thought was really good, and this is kind of a branding and messaging thing. I don't know if you noticed, but so they have their big letters on the front, which is probably mandated by the shopping center. But then in the, they have kind of like those high windows that are like, so they have, they have brick from, they have brick from probably from the floor to probably like six to seven feet. And they have like windows just above that. And each one of those, they, he basically had the services listed. So if those people that are like, hey, what is CrossFit? And then it says group classes, personal training, yoga, nutrition. It's very clear what they offer there. So if there's you, if you have the ability to do that in your gym and just say, this is what we offer, I don't. You automatically answered many of the questions that I have about what's going on in that facility. What did you think about the fact that he had his phone number on the door? Because I assume that was his cell phone. I, I mean, I don't know. I think you should have a phone number listed, listed somewhere. Well, he had him and Scott, I think was their the name. co-owners. Their co-owners, yeah. and they had both of their numbers on the door. Would you put your phone number out on the door? I only just recently stopped giving my phone number out. So a member comes up to you and wants your phone number. What do you say? I give them the gym phone number because that that uh, that line. If they leave a message in the gym uh, on the gym line, I get a notification with the voicemail to my email. What do you use for that Google Voice? That's just Cox. We use Cox Cable for that. Then I use a text app, uh, ZipWhip, which is uh, if they they can text that line, and that line goes to the app on my phone. So I I'm regularly having text conversations with members from my phone that is not my cell phone number. Right, but I mean it's it's all the same thing. But I just thought it was. Cool, but a little scary. Not scary for like Juice or for the members, but more so just yeah, like... Yeah, nobody's going to scare Juice. We can yeah, get that out of the room. But right more right. so just like, here's my phone number out there. I think it's cool though, because like we said, if I were new, showed up and the door was locked and saw that, I'd be like, okay, cool. I have somebody to call. I have a number. I'll probably text. Everyone's going to text this day and age. And you should have that. And I think, I think as a new gym owner, most people would probably give their cell number. But at some point, you have to make that break where you have to create boundaries. You, you can't text me at 9 p.m. at night when I'm with my kids eating dinner or like trying to put them to bed or something like that. So I think at some point you have to make that transition. But all in all, I thought it was a great box. I thought Juiced had some really, really good coaching going on in there. And clearly they have a strong community. So like I was, it, I just didn't want to do that workout. But you know, again, I'm glad we did. Yeah. Another example of the last thing I wanted to do was snatch, but actually left feeling better. Yeah. Thanks, Juice. Appreciate it, bro. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. Just a reminder, Fern and I have an amazing new show called Dropping In, premiering on our YouTube channel in early 2020. Be sure to head over to the Best Hour of Their Day YouTube channel now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of the episodes you've probably 
heard us talking about it, summarizing some of our trip. You can see some highlights up on our Instagram as well at best hour of their day. But I promise you, you're not going to want to miss out. So subscribe now. Thanks for everything you do. Thanks for letting us be a part of your lives. Hope you have a great rest of your day. Tune in tomorrow for another episode of best hour of their day.